Hello everybody and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Weeb Couch podcast where we talk about anime, manga, comics, games, you name it. Uh, I'm Mason and joining me as always... No one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we got we got a good episode today. I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited for this episode. Um, mm. As always, we'll just start straight off with our anime section, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, come right in with an anime that I've been recently watching. I've literally finished it uh, before we started recording, um, called Erased. Pretty famous anime. I would oh. argue, I would argue the manga's a bit more famous. Um, so very it's it's very uh. Uh, character-driven emotional story it's sort of a mystery anime which revolves around our classic otaku protagonist uh weeb stays inside all day has a part-time job you know the drill um but this guy has a power an unwilling power that whenever something bad happens near him uh like around him he gets sent back before that happens so he can he gets sent back in time so he can prevent it, um, and he calls this phenomenal phenomenon revival, and he sort of just you know it's ha- he's had it all his life and he's sort of gotten used to it now he's like in his twenties, um, and he never usually gets sent back more than like five or ten minutes like just after this bad thing has happened, so you know he's pretty comfortable with it at this point uh, he doesn't really care, um, but after. A series of events which I won't completely spoil. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll spoil the first episode for you. Um, after a series of events that leads with his to his mother's death, um, yeah, he gets sent back um, to when he was a child, and he gets put in his child in, in his uh, in his child child's body, um, and it turns out that he has to solve a murder of one of his classmates when he was a child because this same murderer has, has now killed his mother. So if he can stop the murder the murderer um, back in the past before he kills his classmate, uh, then he can change the future. And, mm. you know, it's a pretty simple uh, murder mystery from then on. Uh, all of the child mm. actors are actually really good. I watched this in subbed and... Usually, to me at least, I really hate Japanese kids' voices. They are so screechy and awful. <laughs> but I actually, I I like the voice cast in this. There's no one super famous that you might know. Um, but the adults actually are all voice cast uh, very well as well. And um, I... You, you know who the killer is. Like, as soon as you see... The character that the killer is you'll probably know it's not really i mean i guess it is kept, kept a secret but it's pretty obvious but that's not really what you're there for at the end of the day it's sort of you come for the mystery you stay for the character building and you know it's it's really cute um so kayo who is the classmate that's going to be murdered um turns out that she well i won't spoil anything there's a lot of stuff going on with her in her life for, like, you know, a 10-year-old. Um, 
a lot of stuff going on, and her, her relationship with our main character as it grows and they sort of help each other to get better, it's actually really, really wholesome, and I and I really like it. And you know, a lot of people will probably be like, you know, oh, but but he's a he's like a twenty year old man in this guy's in this kid's body, so that's just weird. But it's stated many times that he never has any like actual feelings for her. He just wants to help her, and you know, help her get out of the situation which she doesn't even know she's in. Because obviously she doesn't know she's gonna get murdered. Um, so, um, yeah, it's very solid. All the dialogue is great. Uh, there's a lot of cool because uh, when they're kids, it's set in the eighties. A lot of cool eighties eighties anime references, which I actually got most of uh, because I like old anime. Um, so if you're a fan of the more story focused sides there's no fight scenes there's no you know massive battles or anything like that um give it erased a watch it's on crunchyroll it's made by a1 pictures and uh, in case you don't know a1 are sort of the disney of anime they have every studio ever so and they usually go on bad or good usually bad they put out a lot of trash a1 um they they make sword art online Ah. <laughs> enough said really <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah and you know that their, their animation style is very basic very sort of formulaic um things there's nothing groundbreaking like you know i'm sure everyone uh a lot of people have strong feelings about my hero academia but i could i gotta say the art style i do like it um it's very well drawn um a1 is sort of more consistent with their art style across all of their shows so we've, i know a lot of people watch sword art online for some reason um yeah. sorry trash art style looks like that sort of very basic i would say bland but you know it's not about they're not in a race they're not doing anything with the art style because it's a very sort of grounded story so the art style doesn't need to be all unique and flashy and stuff like that um and i like it because you know the effort has been put into the the story and the characters and the dialogue rather than the animation you know my hair academia all of the effort is definitely on the animation with nothing else um yeah <laughs> and a1 have surprised me this time because erased is very good and i really really enjoyed it it's only 12 episodes long like most a1 shows um and a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people are saying uh, a lot of people want a sequel to this actually and I wouldn't really know how that would work because it does wrap things up very neatly at the end um, maybe just do like another big thing that he has to do something you know yeah. maybe maybe he goes to the future this time yeah, I would think that would be bad to be honest with you yep. um, but you know it could happen it's A1 Erased was pretty profitable I think but it was like from 2010, so I doubt there's going to be a sequel now. It's not going to happen now. Yeah. There was a live action film, which was surprisingly okay, I believe, from looking at reviews. I haven't seen it, but I might watch it. Um, uh -huh. Apparently it's, you know, slightly above average, which, you know, is absolutely amazing for a live action anime film. Mm -hmm. uh, the JoJo live action film is the only good one ever. Uh, that is not my opinion. That is fact. And, um, yeah, there's really not much to say about it because it is such a story-focused show and I don't want to spoil any of the story. But, yeah. you know, 
all the characters are solid. You know, there's the nerd kid, the edgy kid, the uh, the you know the boisterous, half you know overly happy kid. Um, uh huh. You know, they're all stereotypes, but they're all thoroughly developed in their own way. And if you want Sweet. a cool little wholesome romance, check it out. There's a romance. There is an actual romance between our main character's present day adult self and um, his love interest in that timeline. Because there are parts in the show where he sort of switches. He like goes back into his present body and then back into his child body. Um, mm. So, you know, there, there's an actual romance. And then there's just this cute, wholesome little friendship between the two kids. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's really good. Erased, I gotta give it an 8. I would give it a 9. But the killer is really obvious. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give it a watch. I have one question. Go on. You know me for a stickler for time uh-huh. and how things work. Yeah. Obviously, since this is an anime that finished, he obviously finds out the killer and yeah. stops. Yeah. Does it end how I would want it to end is what I'm asking. Yeah. Does he cease to exist? N- no. <laughs> um, what was that? Wait, what do you mean? Who Who ceased to exist? The guy went back in time. Oh, you mean like the Trunks Paradox from Dragon Ball? It's not just the Trunks Paradox, it's just a paradox. If yeah. you change the timeline, that version of you should cease to exist. But, no, it doesn't. Because... That would probably annoy me then. Yeah. No, yeah, um, he remembers going back and changing it, if that's what you mean. So, in the end... Well, no, bec- <laughs> Like, he changes it so that his classmate doesn't die, Kaio doesn't die, obviously, and he stops the killer. And But he remembers doing all that, even though technically... Um, but no, I mean, he remembers the timeline where Kaio is killed. Although so he technically, goes... Technically, so that he, didn't I, happen. So he's, yeah, so he's into a different timeline, then. Yeah. Okay, then that, then, okay, I can forgive it, then. Because yeah. if he's into a timeline, then that makes sense. Yeah. But not yeah. Like, the same one. Yeah, yeah, the you one. Know, it's sort of like, um, it's back, It's like Back to the Future, isn't it? You know, when they change the future, and then it sort of splits into two different timelines. Yeah. 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 And he can see both of them. He can remember both of them. Okay, then that then that's fine then because that makes sense. Yeah, it's not Isekai. I know it shares a lot of traits with an Isekai, but uh, that he, is, uh, he does get hit by not. a truck at the beginning. <laughs> but oh god, truck sand strikes again. Truck sand strikes again. Yeah, but no, it's not an Isekai. Thank God. A one also mm. make a lot of Isekai, which I hate. I mean, yeah, so I know you're being the original Isekai. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got for Erased. Very good. Give it a watch. Right. Read the manga if you want, because apparently it is better. I haven't read it. I do plan to, though. Hmm. Nice. Well, I guess I'll start with mine. It's one that I don't, I don't think anybody has ever heard before. Yeah, I certainly didn't hear of it until you told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, haven't you heard, I'm Sakamoto. <laughs> and the story is centered around this incredibly cool and popular and kind of um, formal guy called Sakamoto. Sort of similar to the girl from... uh, Komi Can't Communicate, if you remember from a few episodes ago. But this time, it isn't 
a facade. He is literally that yeah. cool. Yeah, he is. He is the he epitome is, of cool. He's flawless, and he's well-liked by pretty much every student in the high school. People want to... Guys want to be him. Girls want to be with him. Yeah. He is perfection. And despite the strange situations he may be in, which normally consist of pranks set by some of the envious male population of the school, like the popular guys, the, like the bullies, he always manages to emerge in, an absolutely, in absolute perfection, and as a result, make himself look even cooler. Does he do it on and, purpose, though? Or is it, like, accidental? He does, he does it. And it just and it looks that cool, but he just doesn't even mean for it to be cool. Oh he's just that, cool. He he's just that cool. cool. Like he went to the toilet and uh, closed the door, and some of the boys threw a bucket of water over the top of the door, and then he's like, "Ha, not have fun getting wet." And then they ran out, and then it cuts the the, the shot inside the stall, and it's just him sitting, it's him fully close sitting on the toilet with an umbrella in his hand because <laughs> he he already knew that was gonna happen. Oh my god. And then he's like, oh, I guess there was a slight chance of rain. And he's like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he's so cool. And obviously, stuff happens that make um, the cool guys stop being mean to him. You know, things get better. Yeah. Love interest happens. You know, she tries to get more close to him. It's really just a, once again, oh, who would have thought? And the slice of life anime. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's really wholesome, fun, and it's really funny because some of the scenes, one scene in which he sword fights a wasp. That's the only, that is literally the only kid. scene I have seen from that from the anime, and I love it. <laughs> I yes, the, love it. Yes, he sword fights a wasp with a pin. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. It's like you know that scene from the B movie. It's like that, but. Barbecue. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. But it's done really well because it's done like an anime fight scene. Yeah. It's hilarious. Because the bee is like, oh, I've got you now. <laughs> it's great. It's it's honestly... And other than that, there's literally nothing else to say about it. It's super short. Like, I think pretty sure it's 12 episodes along with the same as yours. Yeah. It's just... It's just a fun little thing you should definitely watch. It's... It's it's just funny slice of life, voice acting is hilarious. It's animation is pretty good as well actually. It's mm -hmm. kind of similar to the usual anime style, but he is done very well and like he you can see him being perfect. Like he has the kind of mannerisms and yeah. appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. One well, like the first scenes you see is. The bully's pulling a prank on him by putting a whiteboard rubber or like a chalkboard rubber in between the sliding door so then when he opens it it'll land on his head but then as he opens the door he catches it with one hand without even looking oh god <laughs> like sparkles come out of him and the girls scream the guys like cheer for him and the bully's like dumbass <laughs> it's hilarious so is there any like is there any overarching plot or is it just like Pretty no, Jeez. it's pretty much it, it's pretty much like he is just making bullies not bullies anymore because they by like how much he annoys them in being perfect. That's amazing. And also, there's this one guy near the end who like challenges him, and they they end up in a fight. 
but it's not a fight. It's like one of those games where you like stand on your toes and you like push each other, and oh, whoever yeah. the first fall backwards loses, and that's it. That's the big fight. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, they're not, it's like if they're in a high school, they're not going to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and another one is the teacher. Most of the anime is the teacher trying to catch him out and trying to finally tell him off. Huh. You know, because he can never do it. But then he finally does, and then he's really happy. But then he and he tells him to get go outside, like stand outside for like a punishment. And then he, he then he goes out to see what he's doing, and he's feeding a bird. <laughs> and then the teacher just starts crying. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so it's so wholesome. And he's like, oh my god, what have I done? And then he just class dismissed and runs away. <laughs> so amazing. But yeah, I give it like a solid like seven or eight out of ten. It is so funny. Any possibility it, of a season two though? I don't actually know. Genuinely don't know. I feel like it came out yeah. it came out in twenty and uh two thousand ended in two thousand sixteen, so probably not. Probably not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's it, it, no, it's a it's a it's a seasonal anime as well because it came oh, out. Oh well, yeah, no season two yeah. then. Probably exactly. for a seasonal. Well well, yeah. you're giving a seasonal anime that high of a rating. <laughs> It's fun. Wow, good. Yeah, no, that, that's that's pleasantly surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Seasonal exactly. anime are usually trash. Well, well, some. Yeah. Well, not most, but no, there are yeah. some. No, that's good to hear that, that you found a good one, then. I like that. Yeah, it was good. And I think that's it, really. I think that's it, really, for it. It's it's just short, but it's it, it's funny. Yeah. Definitely give it a watch if you want a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I doubt that'll be on Netflix because it's so Oh, legal. no, I'm pretty sure it isn't. So it'll be on Crunchyroll. Definitely watch it on very legal sites, yes. which I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, if we can move on to the manga section then. Um, yeah. My manga is uh, extremely well known. <laughs> no! <laughs> extremely well known, but uh, not extremely well liked by some. I will say that. Um, it's liked by me. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, my manga is oh. Dragon Ball Super, not Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Dragon come Ball on, Super. Come on, boo it up, boo it up. Yeah, come on, <laughs> get your booing out of the way because I'll be praising the manga in this bit. Okay, now, not. Yet. I think it's the Dragon Ball Super anime that gets the most hate. Not, the, I think. Yes, I uh, don't like how it looks. Yeah, no, it no one does. Better. I don't like it either. Um. But you got to remember the budget. Dragon Ball Z is the same. It doesn't look great, but yeah. yeah. And plus, I compare it to the Broly movie, so Ooh, you know. which we will definitely talk about at some point. Oh yeah, we should. One of the best anime movies ever made. Um, anyway, off topic. Yes. Continue. Super manga focuses on the adventures of Goku and friends. I think it's ten. <laughs> 10 years after the uh, Boo saga, which is the final official saga in Z. Um, so everyone's a little bit older. Gohan's an adult now. Krillin, uh, Krillin has a daughter. Um, Goku, um, Goku is the same, you know. You know how it is. Um, and I, I really like this because, like, where Z, so Dragon Ball, the original, was sort of based around discovering the wonders of our world and, you know, where, where the journey goes. It was a very, like, journey-orientated anime. Dragon Ball Z opens it up to, like, you know, different planets and different races. You discover that Piccolo is not, in fact, a demon. He's an alien from a, 
an alien planet, then you've got Frieza, and you know, basically all of the characters, all of the villains in Z are aliens, apart from Cell, who's an android. And um But you have like an but you you have an alien you have a like a demon proven wrong of being an alien, but then you just have an like actual Satan yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not surprised that they thought there were oh, demons. Are you talking about, um, are you talking about uh, King Yemma? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 just a massive Satan. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and it opens up uh, other world, which is essentially heaven, and then uh, hell, which is heaven. you know just just hell. Um, yeah, and. And then Super expands it more. It's like, where can we go from here? It's like, oh, multiverse. <laughs> so Super sort of opens up a lot of possibilities, I think. It introduces two new characters from the very first bit, uh, which is Beerus and Whis. Um, Raditz again. <laughs> He's back for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Raditz was in Super. I wish Raditz was in anything. Just give me Raditz. Yeah. I love Raditz. I know you love Raditz. I, Raditz I don't. Raditz Dragon Ball Fires. <laughs> uh, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I um, want it. Anyway, so Beerus is a god of destruction. And it's revealed that Beerus is one of, I think it's 12 or 13 gods of destruction. Each one for a different universe. Um, and that's sort of the first... Um, idea we get about a multiverse it's sort of left there for the first bit of the manga you don't you sort of don't really talk about it because um the first arc is the beerus arc um where goku fights beerus um fails obviously yeah obviously yeah uh beerus wants to know about a super saiyan god um goku doesn't know you know they fight because goku's like wow you're really strong i want to fight you beerus absolutely blasts him um then Goku unlocks Super Saiyan God, which turns out to be a transformation. My personal favorite Dragon Ball transformation. Um, Red. Very cool. I love it. He goes really thin because, you know, gods have eternal youth and he looks really cool. Um, they fight. Uh, Goku still loses, but, you know, it's an actual fight this time. Turns out Beerus was using 40% of his power that time. Um, actually, actually. Yeah. They only say forty percent in the sub, which could have been mistranslation. Maybe. So it may not have even used that much. It may be. That's, That's just how powerful Beerus is. Um, yeah, because I just I just thought I'd say that because I remember hearing that somewhere that yeah. the forty percent part may have just been a mistranslation. Yeah, he because could have been using like, even less. Yeah, exactly. And he still beat Goku. <laughs> and, yeah, no matter what, and he doesn't train. He doesn't even train. He doesn't train because he's he too lazy. He was born with that. Yeah. He was just born with that power. Yeah, I love Beerus. I think Beerus is a great new addition. Uh, you know, he he's an addition I think that will stay with the show no matter where it goes in the future. Like yeah. sort of like Frieza like... did in Z. Frieza was introduced at the beginning of Z. Same with Vegeta, introduced at the beginning of Z, and is now it's a main like, character. It's like during um, mo it's like literally during the entire Broly movie, he is just there walking after Bulma's kid. Yeah. Because he just couldn't be can't can't be bothered intervening, and he's like, "Oh, thank God they did it. I would have had to intervene otherwise." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just he's like an overarching thing because he's that powerful, and I exactly. think that. Yeah, he's just a force sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I don't want to talk too much about the first bit of the manga because the anime, like a lot of people have seen the anime, so a lot of people have probably know what I'm talking about already. So you've got arc one, which is the Beerus arc, 
And then when Goku beats Beerus, he becomes like an ally. Well, not an ally because a god of destruction isn't allowed to take sides. But Beerus just sort of hangs around uh, for the rest of the show. Very cool character. So is Whis. Whis is an angel and he's sort of Beerus' butler. His sort of attendant. He keeps him in control and stuff. Um, Whis is hundreds of times more powerful than Beerus. Um, But it's never shown because like Gods of Destruction, angels aren't allowed to take sides. And angels aren't even allowed to fight because they're just too powerful. Um, However, <laughs> what? In the Morrow arc. We do, we'll get to the Morrow arc. We'll get to Maris. We'll get to all that. Don't worry. Something. That's what I mainly want to focus on. I'm just giving yeah. a quick rundown of the rest of the manga. Yeah. Um, after, so yeah. And then after that, we have the Golden Freezer arc. Um, so for anyone who somehow doesn't know, Freezer is the main villain of Dragon Ball Z. Goku kills him, and he comes back in Super. He gets resurrected. Um, <laughs> Resurrection F. Resur- <laughs> the movie uh, is called Resurrection F. And it was. And I remember when it was coming out, it was billed as so mysterious. It's like, what is this movie going to be about? It's Resurrection F. Like, what What are the <laughs> Dragon Ball characters? Thing. Yeah, it has, yeah, it has Frieza. Yeah, they released the poster, and it's like it's got Frieza on it, but they still tried to act all mysterious about it. It's like, hmm, who's getting brought back? It's like, bro, it's on the movie poster. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, Golden Frieza. Frieza turns out that Frieza has trained. He never used to train. He trained for like three or four months, and he unlocked a new transformation. So yeah, just train more Frieza because I actually really like Frieza, and I think he's done a little bit dirty in Super. Because he's only sort of there to get beaten. I don't think he ever wins a fight in Super. Which is sort of weird considering he was like this massive big villain in Z. Who absolutely trounces Vegeta in like his first form. Um, He absolutely destroys Vegeta. Um, He he destroys Goku until Goku goes Super Saiyan 1. Um, Oh yeah, I forget. uh, Freezer's what brought about Super Saiyans. Yeah, because he... um, which is which is great. I love that because Freezer's at one fear is the Super Saiyan. Um, yeah, because it was for it was foretold. Yeah, just a, Super Saiyan. Don't blow up Krillin. I guess. I guess. <laughs> is the main takeaway it's from happened, that. It's happened. Uh, it has happened like twenty million times already. So, <laughs> um, Sensu Bean. <laughs> so yeah, Goku beats Goku beats Golden Freezer. Goku unlocks Super Saiyan Blue, which is my least favorite Dragon Ball transformation. It's just Super Saiyan God, but more powerful. And it's blue, and it's really bad. Dabadi Dabadai. And it, yeah, Dabadi Dabadai. It's rubbish. I hate it. Dabadi, it makes you want to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that was a, that was, I think that was where a lot of people fell off the Super series with Super Saiyan Blue, because Super Saiyan God sort of seemed like a different route to go down rather than just another Super Saiyan. Um, but yeah, they just sort of went back on the beaten path. It's like it's Super Saiyan Blue. Like, the the name sounds terrible. Um, so after that, we get our first actual look at Multiverse with the Universe 6 tournament. So it's revealed that our universe, the universe that we've been following in Dragon Ball, is Universe 7 out of 12 or 13. And, um, and they fight against Universe 6. They fight against the most competent fighters in Universe 6. Um, in a bid between Beerus and Champa. Champa is the destroyer god of Universe 6 and their brothers, and Champa's great, and I love him. Um, and the fights are really good, contains my favourite fight of Super, in the manga anyway, which is Goku versus Hit. Hit is an assassin who can stop time. Very cool, I love him. 
uh, Goku. I mainly like it because it's a really cool fight using Super Saiyan God, um, which is really underused in Super. In the anime, they change it, so he goes like Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken, which is still cool, but I do prefer Super Saiyan God. Uh, really cool fight. Some cool characters as well. We get Kaba, who is a Saiyan from Universe 6, and he sort of bonds with Vegeta. Vegeta becomes like sort of a mentor to him. Uh, that tournament happens. Then we have the arc, which is probably the the biggest point of contention between the anime and manga fans, which is the Future Trunks arc, or slash the Zamasu arc. Um, ah. <laughs> the anime version of this is absolute trash, but the manga version is really good. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah. It sort of How? plays... It sort of plays out as like a more modern take on the android saga from Z, you know, where Trunks comes back from the future and he's like, guys, the world's going to end, I need your help. But instead of Trunks staying in the past to sort of prevent this from happening, he takes Goku and Vegeta to the future where this has already happened to defeat Goku Black. Goku Black is um, an evil Kai, and a Kai is like, a Kai is basically a god. Evil Kai called Zamazu. Uh, stole Goku's body. So he now has access to all of Goku's power along with his Kai power. Um, and he's become Goku Black, so an evil version of Goku. Um, we got some funny voice... Yeah, we got some funny lines in the dub. Yeah, yeah, we all know about the this man's not black line, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but in the manga, it's really cool. Goku Black is a really intimidating presence. Uh, he's super evil. Super evil. In a way that hasn't been seen since, like, Z Freezer, I would say. He's just evil incarnate. Pure evil. And I love it. Um, it's been a while since we've had a Dragon Ball villain that hasn't tried to justify their motives in some weird way. Goku Black's like, nah, I just want to kill all mortals because, you know. And I like that. Um, then, and all this timeline gets messed up in the anime... But essentially, Zamazu from Universe Seven, uh, Zamazu from Universe Ten, merges with Goku Black, who is technically Zamazu from Universe Seven, and becomes merged Zamazu, who is probably the most powerful Dragon Ball villain, at least the most powerful super villain. I feel like it's a contest between him and Kid Buu if we're talking about Z as well. Um, and Goku fights him. Goku beats him in the manga with Hakai which is a technique used by the Gods of Destruction, which basically just disintegrates anything it touches. And it's say that Goku is on that level now that he can use that technique, and it's really cool. But in the anime, Trunks just cuts him in half with the sword. But it's a spirit bomb sword. It makes no sense. It's trash. I hate that arc in the, ma in the anime. In the manga, it's very good. You should read it. Then we have Tournament of Power. Nothing to say about Tournament of Power whatsoever. I think it's pretty boring in both the anime and manga. You get Ultra Instinct, which is what a lot of people take away from Super. Ultra Instinct Goku. Um, he fights Jiren, who is like this really intimidating, strong alien boy uh, from Universe 11. Uh, because the Tournament of Power is just a massive battle between all of the universes. Uh, to determine which ones should survive and stuff. It's got reasoning behind it, but it, just think of the Naruto tuning exams. But if everyone, if it was a battle royale, if they were all fighting each other, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Goku gets the dub. Goku gets the victory royale, and um, he beats off of Fortnite. <laughs> he 
he beats Jiren. Um, I really like how they do Jiren in the manga much more than they do in the anime because they give him motivation, whereas in the anime he's just a wall. Um, Goku Ultra Instinct so much cooler in the manga. They mess it up in the anime. Um, Jiren actually, it's explained that no one can actually get close to Jiren in the manga because he has like an energy field around him that is just pure power and no and if you're not strong enough you literally can't even get close to him because you will just die so like you have to be a certain level of strength to just fight with him and goku beats him with the help of frieza uh just about and again they do it so much better in the manga than they do in the anime won't spoil it because it's a it's a it's an epic moment in in both forms i do like i still like how they do it in the anime just in the manga it's it's absolutely jaw-dropping um and i think that is the arc that feels the most like dragon ball z to me it's just this massive big brawl with not because super is more focused on story which sounds good but it doesn't work for dragon ball <laughs> it's just a show in it don't yeah, bother exactly um zamazu sort of had that the fight in the manga between goku black and goku is really good um but yeah tournament of power cool you will read that arc very very quickly because it there's pretty much no dialogue it's just page after page a very very well drawn i might add unlike the anime very very well drawn fights it's cool and now i want to get to what i really want to talk about which is the morrow arc which is the well not the current arc it has ended this uh, it has ended on the 20th of november with the chapter that came out and the new arc is starting on the 20th of December. We have no idea what that's going to be about. I think it's man be... has no break for himself. Yep, I know. I know. Why? Yep. It's a chapter a month. That's how it's that's how it's going. Jesus. Uh, also, people definitely want timestamps for this episode, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I'll I'll you know, I'll put them in. You know, you know, you know I break my back for this podcast. It takes me like an hour and a half to add the timestamps. <laughs> And it's going to take you an hour and a half to finish this Dragon Ball Super run. <laughs> Don't worry. Morrow, Goat Man, Eats Planets. Very, very powerful. Goku, Ultra Instinct. Very, very powerful. <laughs> Big Chungus. <laughs> Big Chungus. Turns into a Gundam. Very, <laughs> very cool. Big Goku mech suit. But it's not a mech. It's like his spirit energy. It's like Which a... I did. It's makes like sense. a Susano from Naruto, but it's Goku. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well. Really cool arc. Very cool. It's got angels in it. Meris is an angel that does take a side and does fight, and it's amazing to see him fight because he's just so clearly on another level from any other character because he's an angel. Um, yes, Dragon Ball Super. Solid. I don't know. Six to seven. <laughs> Six to seven. I was gonna say, I think it's too long to be able to, like, there's so many different yeah. arcs. Yeah, at its lowest, Zamasu. <laughs> Zamasu, no, Zamasu's good in the manga. Oh, I would say Freezer is the lowest in the manga. That okay. is like a 5 out of 10. But then you get the best, which is Universe 6 Tournament. That's a solid 8 to 9. So overall, I'm gonna give it a 6. Um, read it if you have like a spare 5 years. It's very long at this point. I would recommend just jumping on, at, just jump on at the Morrow arc. Um, 
because you know then you can get a shape for where the series is going the series is not slowing down i don't think it'll be done for a while um and yeah it's just more dragon ball who doesn't like that only retards don't like that um that's true <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna shut up now because it's already too long yes okay moving on from something very different very <laughs> very 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 different um i um i read and reviewed um yet again let's hear it another monster girl at you Yes, hold your applause, I know, I know. But this is different. You actually knew it was an etchy going into this. Yes, because I've watched the anime, yeah. which is actually a lot more graphic. Elf, with plus-sized elf, we, neither of us had any idea that it was going to be etchy. Nope, nope, not a clue. Yeah. I genuinely walked in there surprised when I saw, yeah. you know. But with this, I knew what I was getting into. But the, th the difference is, this is hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's called interspecies reviewers yes you may know it from the brief stint it spent at the top out of my anime list and it deserved that when spot all the memers just upvoted it and gave it 10 out of 10 so it got to the top yep but you know full metal alchemist fans exist so that wasn't very long it's still good though yeah it is very so, good i'll tell you the premise so in a world where many different humanoid species exist um, there exists many different kinds of brothels along with them, mm -hmm. because this is set in a fantasy world, where they're pretty much just, you know, medieval kind of shit. No yeah. technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're run by Tsukyu Girls, is their name. Um... Okay. Try to keep it family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and each species has different opinions on how each sucky girl works for them. Various brothel visitors have become reviewers, rating their experiences with the various sucky girls and posting them in a local tavern. What a great it's idea for an animal. a large sum of money for it. And it largely centers on a human named Stunk, an elf named Zell, and an angel named Krimval. It is hilarious. Not just in the jokes that are around it, or the references that they make, one being a Dragon Ball reference. I laughed so hard, yeah. The it Piccolo is reference. They literally, a guy that looks like Piccolo, literally... The main character says, get out of here, piccolo-looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious. Um, other than that, the character, like, how they clash and connect, it is so, so personal and extremely goddamn funny because it feels like it is just two guys rating different brothels because they get in an argument about... Um, which uh, is size, does size always matter? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I remember they literally the went, on a, they went on a huge rant about it. And obviously the, hu the human was like, yes, of course it does. Elf was like, no, no, it's not actually. Because the elf is like a manly. He's like half, he's like 
five foot tall. I think Meliodas. Yes, exactly. And so the elf tricks uh, Stunk into reviewing a fairy brothel, which, because of this, obviously, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So in the end, he's like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Size does matter. You know, yeah. because we couldn't do anything there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, another one where it's like this: the literally the first time you see Stunk, he comes out of the elf brothel, and then Zell's like, "What are you doing? That's disgusting." She's like five hundred years old. She's older than my mum. I was literally about to touch on this. <laughs> yes, but then, but then obviously because they're an elf, they have like super good youth. She looks like you know, like like a twenty year old. But then we hear like a yoo-hoo coming from the side and it's this like 70-year-old human woman like meets up with the elf guy and they're all flirty and stuff and, and the human and fucking stunk just has such a shocked look and is just so, looks so dead. Do you think it's like illegal for elves? Because <laughs> like, cause, like, the, like, Zell is like 300 years old or something, right? Yes, he is 300, I believe. Yeah. Or 200, either or. Yeah. Um I no because you know difference in it's just difference in what we perceive as old within yeah. the species, you know. But um but yeah, obviously both of them have different opinions on the age within their own species, which is hilarious because nobody wins in the end. Yeah. Well, actually, the elf does win because the other species such as a um anthropomorphic bear and the halfling both say that the um elf woman is worse because they could feel that her manner is old and withering, oh. but because humans can't feel that, there's no problem with him. Yeah. But I love it because the halfling rated both of the women like two out of ten, just because he's like, I'm not into older women. Yeah. I love the <laughs> um, the virgin snake as well. Yes. Snake or a lizard? No, he's a, he's a lizard. Yeah, a lizard. He's like, oh, another another thing to put put in my notes or my journal a long ago. Are you ever gonna get laid? And he's like, Don't don't judge me, alright? Yeah, he's just preparing. I love it. It's, it's hilarious. But yeah, it's just it's pretty feel good. If you don't want to watch something if you don't want to read or watch something too etchy, read the manga because the anime is a lot yeah. more graphic and things. It expands way more. Yeah. Yeah. And the manga <laughs> Now the manga just isn't as bad with that. It touches over some things, but the main the main thing it's a bit of reading, but it's really fun. Is the reviews that they give? It is hilarious mm -hmm. what each character does it because you kind of there is development in it because like you get to see how their opinions like change and morph within it, and it's really adorable because like halfway through the anime, like they get they um asked their um viewers which their favorite was and at the after credit scene was all the uh, brothel girls going over like who the who was rated the highest <laughs> it's really self-aware and hilarious yeah. and then like the first place is done it's really funny but then it's like but the real winner is was was uh the old woman the old human woman from the first episode because oh everyone loved her as a joke. Oh my god! And so she was technically rated the highest, like by double of what the second yep. was. So 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 they were aware of the uh, the impact yes. it had, like the fan base. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah, they knew exactly what they were doing. It, mm -hmm. It's hilarious. It's so self-aware. It's so refer like 
referential in like different anime and things. Yeah. It's just a good time. It's fun with the characters. It's just a little bit etchy and it's a bit of fantasy monster girl, so it's always fun for me. You know, it's just it's just, it's just another comedy, you know? Good good thing to read. A yeah. bit like plus sized elf, but you know, different premise, different kind of humor, you know? Yeah. I would rate it like from for what it literally is. Like a solid eight out of ten. I thoroughly enjoy it. Serious question. Which, uh, go on. Best best species. Oh um probably a harpy. Okay. Probably harpy. This is a safe space, because... there's no judgment here. Of course. <laughs> well well <laughs> because um the main because the main, like not the main side, the side, the side character that is a waitress at the um, yeah. brothel is a heart. Yeah. Yes, she's hilarious because yeah, she just so funny. she like gets really annoyed at the guys for making reviews because she finds she finds it really sexist. Yeah. <laughs> and so there is definitely some self awareness there because they know what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they have that conflict, and um, it's really funny because in like the first chapter, they like. She gets really annoyed, and it's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do with the money?" And then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna review a new species," and she just sighs. <laughs> and then she gets, and then she comes. She's like, a month later, they come back with uh, new review sheets, and she's like, "Oh, could you put these up on the wall, please?" And she's like, oh, "Okay, sure." Puts them up, realize they reviewed harpies, <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like super annoyed at him, and so, and then he touched a very uh, sensitive spot on the back of her neck. And then he's like, "Ah, oh, right behind there," and then he literally, she literally just beats him up, literally just punches him. Is the next frame, yeah. and he's on the ground. And then a chapter ends. Very uh, thought provoking. Very deep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's just a fun time, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just a bit of fun. On the art style, it's super cartoonish and stylized. I love it. It's like you know how like it's sort of car, it's sort of like cartoony in the anime. Yeah, like double that. Yeah. It, he like you can tell he just doodled this as like a bit of a you know a bit of a joke. The opening like, as well for the anime absolutely slaps. Oh, it's hilarious, and it goes with YMCA. I know. I think all of the stuff we talked about this episode, all of both the anime, I think have good openings. Um, yeah, I've heard Erased is pretty good. Erased and oh my god, it's by Asian Kung Fu Generation. You know, the the band that made Naruto opening too. Oh yeah, absolute. Just there's no opinion. It is just the fact that that is the best anime opening of all time. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Shame about the show though. Um... Cowboy Bebop stands start like firing. Fucking Cowboy cool. Bebop's opening is overrated. Shut oh up. wow, what do you think? It's good, but it's not like you know. It's not on the same level as Naruto opening too. Okay. Not on the same level. I guess, that, I guess that's just your opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, give it a read if you just want a little bit of, like, just a little bit of etchy comedy, just like full uh, plus size elf. But if you don't like, if you don't like thicker girl, thicker monster girls, then you go with this one. You know, yeah. so it's it's a good mix between them. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say it's solid comedy, really. That's, now you're that's um, you're two yeah. for two on the um the monster girl etchy. I know. I think I know which, which which one you're gonna do next episode. Shall I make it a trio? Shall I make it a trio? You can make it a hat trick, but not next episode though, because next episode is a special episode. More details I... on that at the end. 
which I'm pretty sure most of our viewers will not watch because nobody watches. We want to make it, so we're gonna make it. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. Right. So, shall I move on to the my comic then? By all means. So, I read the Oath, a Doctor Strange comic, and it's pretty strange. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I. Uh-huh. Oh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own with this one. I have barely read Doctor Strange comics. I haven't read all of it, but I've read most of it. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I, see... I know you just like Doctor Strange as well. And it, yeah, I like... The... Mostly it's probably just because it's Benedict Cumberbatch, which I love him as an actor. Yeah. Probably. So, you know. But it's pretty funny how it starts, because... <laughs> They're in the middle of, like, a hospice. Yeah. And... Um... <laughs> Fucking... Just this um, night nurse. I think it's uh, Wong, a servant to the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, Wong. He's in the movies as well. Yeah. yeah. Dragged in an unconscious, bleeding Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh he's just dead already. Oh <laughs> and then you found out he's been shot. <laughs> How the hell does Doctor Strange get shot? Yes. The Doctor Strange who has magic just gets shot. Oh my god. Which is why I always say magic can never beat modern technology because bullets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you realize that it was uh, silver bullets. Oh, uh, okay. Shot by um, uh, a thief named uh, Brigand, if you know him. I think I know him. This, like, that's like yeah. deep Marvel lore. Yeah, yeah, I've no idea. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really know. <laughs> Barely know um, it at all. Yeah. And it, but he hands him a bottle of Ot Kid's elixir and an amulet, and he claims that Doctor Strange is dead mm-hmm. because he shot him. <laughs> but then, Genuine, well, generally, then, what happens when you shoot someone? <laughs> but then, uh, do you know Doctor Nicodemus West? No. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like main bad guy. Okay. Or of this. And he's like, uh, but then Wes tells him that he should have made sure Strange was dead. Obviously, Strange survives. Yes. And um, while he, it's like similar to the movie, and that while Night Nurse is operating on Strange, um, wait, I'm trying to remember different parts. <laughs> He's like in the astral plane in the movie. Yes, astral plane. Yes. Yeah. He like he like projects himself or whatever. Yeah. He pretty much just he pretty much just does that. Um. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. He been he been running errands and returned to the sanctum sanctorium. I hate that. I love it. It's such a good name. <laughs> it's, it's just too much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And he found him. And he found. She found. No. He found him. Um, shot during the burglary. Yes, and he tells Night Nurse that if he she doesn't hurry, he'd be dead before Wong could finish the explanation. Oh my god! Yeah, and so pretty much, I think there. Are, I think it's just him getting back the elixir. It's pretty fun. It, it it's actually enjoyable. I don't think I did enough. I don't think I read enough of it to rate it. But so far, it seems interesting. Yeah. yeah, I like the art style as well from what I've seen. It looks pretty... Mm. Uh, I don't know. It looks pretty classic, I would say. 
Yeah. Like, um, sort of the old, oldish, you know, 70s comics type thing, which was when Doctor Strange really had his, his most popularity. Yeah. With However, him. this came out in early 2000s. It did, it was like 2007 or something. Uh, You're close! Go on. It started in 2006 of December and finished oh. in 2007. Ah, you were right, so right, close. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's pretty, um... Yeah. yeah. I know Doctor I I Strange doesn't have that many, like, stories. Like, like well-known stories. He's not... I know he's, you know, he's got that movie and he's in Infinity War and Endgame. Um... But in the comics, he's a pretty little-known guy. And I think The Oath is probably one of his most well-known stories. So I think you should check it out if you want to read Doctor Strange. It's an engaging yeah. read. He's a lot more comedic than he is in the movies. Just, I mean, and that's already kind of comedic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got dumb cape scene. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but go into it if you know about Marvel. Because I was a little bit, like, confused at parts. Yeah. I just didn't know some of the characters. Yeah, because the, there was a lot of stuff going on in the early 2000s in Marvel, like in the status quo. So if you're like well-versed on your Marvel changes, like I'm yeah. not, then yeah. <laughs> you should check it out. Is it? Is it status quo or status quo? It, I don't care. I say both. It just depends on what comes out of my mouth. Depends on how posh you want to be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I remember there was uh, some pretty decent like fight panels. Like yeah. it does. There was an oof. There oh, was an oof. Brilliant. Yep. Was there a whoop though? I know Marvel love to make the whoop sound. <laughs> Somebody screamed nah, and they <laughs> hate. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh my god. And there was an oomph. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty decent. It's pretty fun. Classic. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rate it just yet, but. Definitely give it a read if you like Doctor Strange because I like Doctor Strange and it was pretty funny and I enjoyed it. And if you know, uh, Doctor Strange looks so much better in the comics, I think, than he does in the movie. And I know, but, you know, in the movie he just looks like Benedict Cumberbatch, but in the... Um, yeah, they, they just didn't do anything. Yeah, they didn't with, do anything with his face or anything. Which I like you know, because, you know, yeah, he looks because, fine in the movie, yeah. but I love his older, sort of more yes extravagant ex appearance with like his moustache and stuff. He looks strange. Like yeah, nobody, like, nobody like looks like that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he, looks he looks like he looks like a French like sword yes. buckling, swashbuckling here. Yes, or whatever. exactly. Yeah. you know, and I would not have liked to see Benedict Cumberbatch with the pencil mustache. Mm, just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, so weird. But um, but yeah, definitely give it a read if you like that strange. And that's all I have to say. Really, it's just it was a fun little thing. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you want more, if you want a Benedict Cumberbatch comic, read the Sherlock manga, which exists. Yes, I have reason. two. I have two. I have two. But why? <laughs> no, why? Okay. Anyway, onto my comic, which is um, from the DC side of the tracks, which is you know just better. Um, Son of Superman. I know nobody likes Superman anymore, um, but this is Superman Volume 1 of the DC Rebirth imprint type thing. So it's when DC reset everything in 2016. This is the first volume of Superman. Um, and it's good. It's good at setting up 
a new version of Superman. And I, I, might, I might actually read more because this is Superman is very different than, you know, what you saw in the early 2000s where he was like really popular. Um, uh, where he was sort of just, you know, this standard cookie cutter, good guy, saving cats out of trees, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, uh, boring. Batman like is that. better. But this Superman is a lot more complex in his thing. Like, I haven't read all of the backup stories. I've read a bit of the backup stories to it that, like, set it up. But he's like a Superman from another universe who has come to our universe after our universe's Superman is dead. Sort of like a Spider-Verse type thing. Um, and he's sort of trying to fit in and he's trying to win the Justice League's trust. Um, and he's trying to raise a family of his universe's Lois Lane and their son, which is Jonathan. And I know it's called Son of Superman, but it's not really about Jonathan. Like, he's a main character, obviously. What? And it's like him. it's like him learning to use his powers and stuff. Um, and I think Jonathan will be really interesting in the future of DC because as it stands, he's probably as powerful as Superman. So when he grows, he's like 10 years old or something. So like when he grows, I feel like he will be a major player in DC, which I'm excited for because I like Jonathan. He's, he's pretty funny for a, for a child character. The main villain of this story, though, is the Eradicator. Now, I know you definitely don't know who that is, Dan. <laughs> No, and he sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> that he's name. a very, very niche Superman villain. And it was really weird to see um, him as, like, the main villain of the first volume. And I think that's sort of where it falls flat in, like, the action side of things. Which is a shame, because Superman has always been known for his massive fights. Like, on a scale that Batman can't really emulate. Ha, I get wrecked. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because Superman is just strong. He is a strong boy. Um, and he has these massive, massive fights that just rip up cities, and it's like, yeah, we saved the city, but there's no city to be saved because Superman threw the villain through it. Stuff like that. Um, and the Eradicator sort of just doesn't have that. It's sort of, he's just an evil Superman. He has Superman's powers. That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of just a stalemate of him fighting Superman, but neither of them are getting tired, and then they both get tired. And then Jonathan kills the Eradicator. And is he... Ten-year-old. Yeah. Superman basically wins because he has another one of himself for when he gets tired. That's literally <laughs> it. That's literally it. Because the Eradicator is the equal of Superman. So it's Superman v. Superman. But it's like, no, it's Superman and Superman v. Superman. So, Superboy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the character moments are really good. It's good to set up these characters. And, you know, it ends on a happy note. You know, the Justice League trust this this version of Superman now, so he's going to be the main Superman. I think this is where Superman's solar flare power comes from. Like, I know he has it, because I've read other Superman comics and read other Justice League comics where he has it, but I think this is where it is introduced. It's sort of left ambiguous. Um, solar flare is basically, like, a massive explosion that Superman can do, and it's like, releases all of his power, and then he takes, like, an hour or two to recharge, and he's really weak. Um... Yeah, it's sort of just the last. So stage. it's pretty much like a nuke. Yeah, it's a nuke. It's a self-destruct, except he doesn't die from it. He just gets really thin and spindly. Um, okay. And I like that. I feel like oh, just it would be better if there was just a better villain in it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. 
the Eradicator is such a niche super. I had to look him up because I didn't know who he was. And I know pretty much every DC character ever. And I didn't know who this guy was. And he's in the first volume of Superman. Like, put Lex Luthor in. I know, I know. Like, Lex Luthor's a little bit boring at this point. But this is a new universe and a new continuity. And I feel like Lex Luthor should have been there. Because he's been there with Superman since the beginning. Or, like, at least Bizarro. Bizarro's funny. Like, put him in instead of the Eradicator. It's basically the same thing. He has Superman's powers. But they're all reversed. Like, he shoots ice out of his eyes and he breathes fire and stuff. Like, <laughs> I like Bizarro. He's funny. But, yeah, Son of Superman, eh, 6 out of 10. Good on the characters, awful on the fight scenes. If you want to start reading Superman, start with this. Um, I don't see why you would want to start reading Superman, though, because, you know, Superman has always been a little bit meh, except for that one period in, like, 2009. Um, yeah. It's alright. That's all I can really say. Um, on to the video games then. And we've got a little bit of a, a classic now. We're not, we're, not, we're not heading into the, the present here. We're heading into the past. and In a, in a good way. And I, I'll just, I won't say any more, Dan. You can take over. So. Recently I've been playing a little bit of Dead by Daylight. And a recent new killer has come yeah. to the game. And that being Pyramid Head from the Silent Hill franchise. Super iconic guy. I love. I love the character, so I had to buy him. Yeah. And he's very fun. I enjoyed it so much so it got me wanting to play the games. So I played Silent Hill Two. Played Silent Hill Two. Which is the best one I hear. It is. It is the best one. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. There's been a little bit of a mix-up, uh, like Resident Evil. It's had its ups and downs. Um, yeah, yeah. The movie's good. So, it, it's really, it's mixed. There is so mixed, Mason. I like it. I know it's completely yeah. different to the game story. but I It's like not, it. and that's the main reason why. I still like it. It makes, the movies make no sense. Hey, but for a 2006 movie, the CGI is absolutely brilliant for some reason. <laughs> like, eh, I guess. I think. Yeah, it's like easy. It's like it's better than Avatar, man. Like, but like, <laughs> but like, character designs the look nothing look okay. like. No, but they aren't used in the same way that they are in the game. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's completely different, but I like it. Yes, but that's the point. They don't do the things that the game did so well, and because of that, it suffers. The game, I'm pretty sure the nurses are in the game to portray the main character's sexual frustration. I mean, but in the movie... I did it. They're in the movie, they're just in there for shock value and for the audience to scream, Oh, hey, they're the nurses from the game! And that's it. Don't act like Pyramid Head isn't in the movie for that exact reason. He's in it for like five minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's exactly my point with every single one of them, Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. He's just in there... To, com to kill the final boss and not try to kill Heather for some unknown reason. It's Don't explained know why. in the second one, but I will agree with you, the second one is absolute trash. The first one, though, hidden gem. Hidden gem, that's all I'm saying. Right, enough about that. The game. I'll get on to the plot. Yeah. So, James Sunderland comes to Silent Hill, a remote town 
that is extra oh, like rumors around it being really creepy and stuff. And he goes to that town after apparently receiving a letter from his wife Mary, who died of an illness three years before. Wait a minute. <laughs> but the letter is written in her exact handwriting. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. So obviously someone's trying to lure him to Silent Hill. Yes. Exactly. I don't I do not want to spoil anything, but yeah. I'll read the I'll read the I'll the, le, it, uh, the letter reads In my restless dreams I see that town, Silent Hill. You promised me you'd take me there again someday, but you never did. Well, I'm alone there now, in our special place, waiting for you. Waiting for you to come see me. But you never do, and so I wait. Wrapped in my cocoon of pain and loneliness. I know I've done a terrible thing to you. Something you'll never forgive me for. I wish I could change that, but I can't. And then it goes on like a long, it's, it's really long. Have you ever like, considered uh, becoming a creepypasta reading channel, Dan? I didn't even put on my voice. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's, um, it's like... I was playing it like two a.m. God, and no, I will say, I would not be able to. It is actually still kind of creepy. It's still kind of creepy. It's PS2, is... right? Yes, PS2. Yeah, so it doesn't look great. No, it doesn't look that good, but it still looks decent for PS2 era. Yeah, very similar to Resident Evil, but look just looks better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I think that was Resi three or four. It was PS2. Was he four? Was PS two? I thought it was PS three. Maybe, yeah, it must be three then. Because it looks way, it looks way too good for PS two. <laughs> I mean, they still have to have a separate loading screen for the merchant. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't look that good. However, it does horror. Just I, yeah, I can see why it's so critically acclaimed. It is so good. Yeah. In its horror, like so, you pretty much what you do as James is you have to explore the town to try and find your wife. The map is literally the entire town. You are you pretty much just walk around it. Yeah. Go into different areas. And it's pretty creepy because you'll get given a radio near the start and whenever it goes off static then a monster is nearby. Oh, and it gets louder as oh, the monster no. gets nearer. No, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. Yes, and already with, like, the monsters themselves, even looking in PS2 era, they do look really scary. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that the, the, the monsters they first see are based off of, like, straight jackets yeah. because they have no arms, but you oh, can yeah, see, see, like, an outline of the ones, arms. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, And obviously in this one, Pyramid Head is there, but I didn't actually play the game long enough to see him, unfortunately. But, you know. Isn't, is he the final boss? I don't. Actually, I don't actually know. I feel like I didn't, get, I didn't get that much. I didn't get that far into it, but I really. I'm wanting to. I will yeah, definitely. I will, I will definitely update. I will definitely update the next uh, episode on how it goes because I'm gonna. I'm gonna play more of this. It is yeah. genuinely scary, and it's really annoying because the ambience is super immersive because you just hear like constant like like crashing and like 
when I was just walking down a goddamn pathway to get to Silent Hill, and it sounded like there were things coming out of the water, like groaning and moaning, and it was really di- like, like uncomforting oh, or discomforting. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would not be able to do that. I'm famously exactly. like terrible at horror games. Yeah, but it's 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 so easy. good. Like it still holds up, and it it's not scary, but it's creepy, and that's yeah. what I think. Yeah, it's the works. atmosphere. Yeah, that's what everyone yes. says about Silent Hill. It is the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, a game is not perfect. The voice acting is a train wreck. God, really? Obviously, it's Silent Hill Two is known for its bad voice acting. I I know nothing about the series apart from like the, the most well known monsters. So yeah, it's not it's not got the best voice acting. Um, like obviously it's old, like it's early two thousands. So it's yeah. not going to be perfect. But obvi- like I can appreciate it because it just kind of adds a little bit of cheesiness to it, and I kind of like that. But you know, it's like he just says something like, um, "After he literally kills one of the monsters, he hears his radio go off." Like it's really, really like climactic as well. It's like this arena that you fight them in that you like learn the controls for. By the way, it doesn't even tell you what the controls are. You're just thrown in there, and I had to like look it up how to do it. So I like. A is the interact button, and and um, you only like you're not even told any button that to do. So I have to look up that you have to guard or like stance up using RT, and then use the interact A button to swing. Ooh. And so like for two minutes, I was like running around it, trying to fight, trying to press every button to try and figure oh out how God, to swing. No. It was terrifying. <laughs> but it, I was, it, well, I was circling. It's pretty. Yeah, it's um. Obviously, after that, it's um, it's a, it's a walk, it's a piece of cake because you know they don't actually fight back that much. Once you get them like hit stunned, they don't fight yeah. back. Yeah. But those are just the first enemies. I didn't get far enough to the next ones, obviously. But you know, um, what else to say about it? Um, bad, bit too, bit too heavy on the fog. I understand the fog is major, but it's just a bit too much. Yeah. And I. Like it's like you can you can't even see like two feet in front of you. That yeah, that that sounds quite annoying. I think I've seen. However, of it. Yeah. yeah. However, in the op, the they do two they they um for the remake or the remaster, whichever it is, yeah. they um they listened to people and did it too much. They pulled down the fog way too far so that you can see edges of the map. Oh, oh. So they did, yeah, they, they they dialed back the fog too much. <laughs> so you would rather, would you rather have it, like? I would rather fog? have, I would rather have too much than not all yeah, because okay. it, adds, it adds to the creepiness. Cool. Because no fog at all just doesn't make it scary. Yeah, exactly. But um, anything else bad? It originally has tank controls, which are unbearable. They are awful, and I wish I'd known sooner. But I only figured out you could change it to normal 3D, uh, third, third, not 3D, third person controls. Half an hour in. Oh my god! So I had to half an hour. I had to use tank controls, and it was the most painful experience I've heard. Like, oh, I've dealt with. But like, as I was playing it, I was like, okay, I could get used to this, and I was getting used to it. But then I saw that you could play it in 2D. Like with like 2D controls, uh-huh. did it instantly change to it, <laughs> and then stay with it because I just couldn't deal without them now yeah. because they are just so much better. So, <laughs> you know. But yeah, other than that, 
I love it. I don't want to. I'm literally not going to tell you anything else more about the story. You need just just play it. Just get an emulator or boot up an old PS2. Yeah. Get it on there. Or, it is. You know, if you have PS3, I know it's worse, but play the uh, play the HD collection. That's the first three I, yeah. games. I guess remastered. You could do that. Some they of did the quality change. of life things are bad, but you know, I know a lot of people don't have PS2s. So, you know, that's one of the Exactly. A few people still have their old PS3s and Xbox 360s lying around. I know Same here. I have both. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would say I can see why it's got why it's so highly rated. Like, pretty much, like, I'm pretty sure it's got like a 9 out of 10 on Metacritic. Yeah, something like it that. It is. It's like 89 out of 100, yeah. Yeah, it is super good. I have really enjoyed my time playing it. And it was, even though I have, like, not played games like that, it made me feel nostalgic for a game I've never played before. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It I was weird. I, I think personally I've sort of been uh, taken off horror games because it's thrown in the deep end. I think the first actual horror game I've played apart from Five Nights at Freddy's was Resident Evil 7. So I, <laughs> I sort of lost my nerve now after like three or four hours of that oh, game. <laughs> we should definitely one time just record ourselves playing Alien Isolation. I would No, don't worry. <laughs> I... I'd play it, don't worry. And I would find a way to screen share it as well so you yeah. can look. Yeah. Because that would be so good. That would be hilarious. Twitch.tv slash the Weeb Couch podcast, everyone. <laughs> Either that or just get a vod of it yeah. and put it on our channel. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I would say definitely give it, definitely play it. It is super cool. So good. Like, just just play it. Just play it. That's, I think. So what, what's uh, the rating for it then? Ooh, so far, out of pure enjoyment, like a solid eight. Just out of enjoyment. And I'm sure that will increase as I play. Really? With like, you know. Yeah. New, like with like the new characters, like the themes. It's so deep with its like imagery, which I love. I love when they do that in yeah, video I, games. Yeah, that's the one thing I did know about this series. Like all of the, the monsters represent something within the guy's life or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I said, the nurses represent sexual frustration, and I believe that Pyramid Head himself represents violence. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You see the size yeah. of his sword. Yeah. It's <laughs> cloud to shame. <laughs> it's literally just a Buster Blade. I love it. It's it's so good. But Imagine he didn't limit, lim, limit Pyramid Head though. That would be terrifying. Pyramid, pyramid Head for Smash, man. <laughs> pyramid Head would be absolutely terrifying. He would. He wouldn't even. Have a, he wouldn't even have a run. He just have a walk. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. But yeah, highly recommend Silent Hill Two. I don't know about the other, about the other ones, but definitely Silent yeah. Hill Two, worth playing. Yeah, definitely worth. And it. if if there's another week like uh, like last week, if there's a week where there's not any new games coming out. I think I will go back and play one of the bad ones. Um, Ooh, that could be fun. Because I'm actually quite interested in the series after hearing Dan talk yeah, about it to me. Yeah, I want to... I, I actually want to, like, get, finish this game. Yeah. I've, it's, it's yeah, it sounds good. good. It sounds really good. good. And I know yeah. and I know a lot of people think the same. It's one of the most praised horror franchises in gaming. Well, not praised. I'd say well-known. Well-known, yeah. But there, there are a lot of good ones. Yeah, it's just a shame that there are a lot of bad ones as well. I think there's like ten or eleven games total in the series. Uh, I don't actually know. Yeah, um, but yeah, 
I'd say we can uh, move on to yours, which I have heard isn't doesn't have the uh, the most positive views. Uh... So my game is Twin Mirror, which is a narrative adventure game from Don't Nod Entertainment. Don't Nod Entertainment being the creators of Life is Strange and Tell Me Why. Tell Me Why also came out this year. Uh, Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. (laughs) Heartache, heartbreak, my bad. We, um, yeah, that was an Xbox Series X launch title. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're... One of three. (laughs) So it may as well didn't come out, pretty much. Um... So yeah, Twin Mirror is a completely separate story from Life is Strange and Tell Me Why, completely its own thing. I've I've read that it was made by a small division within Don't Nod. So Don't Nod as a country, company, country, <laughs> the company <laughs> was working on Tell Me Why. And um, there was like a small segment of them that worked on Twin Mirror and it shows. <laughs> this game is absolute hot garbage. Oh my god. I don't know where to begin. It stinks of laziness. And I I guess you could say, you know, there was only a small team working on it. Um, but if you're going to publish something under Don't Nod, Don't Nod is a well-known studio now because of Life is Strange, which is one of my favourite games of all time. 10 out of 10. Um, absolutely brilliant. Which is maybe why this stings a little bit more for me than it would for most people. Um and I, it's sad, but I think Don't Nod has peaked with Life is Strange 1, which was their first game back in, like, 2014 or something. Um, yeah, I don't think anything... I don't think Life is Strange 2 or Tell Me Why, or especially this. This is their worst game by far, I would say. I don't think any other game has come close to capturing that pure brilliance. I'll talk about Life is Strange another time. Twin Mirror follows Sam something... I can't even remember his second name, who is um, a investigative journalist, and he returns to his old town of Basswood, Virginia. I don't know if that's a real town or not. If it is, get a better town name. Um, <laughs> Basswood. Basswood. More like Basswood. <laughs> that's what I was calling it in my head for a while until I actually realized that they were saying Basswood, and I was like, Damn, that's so much worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he comes back to this town for his friend Nick. Uh, Nick, It's Nick's funeral. Nick has died in a car crash. And Sam comes oh, back yeah. to Basswood because he like left Basswood. Um, and he's come back after like two years. And it's like, wow, all this nostalgia. But like the main focus, like in Life is Strange, the main focus is like this nostalgia. And like for what might have been and you know the fun times that you had in the past with your friends and all that cool wholesome stuff but you can't relate to any of it because sam left basswood after being like run out of town after he made an uh an expose article on the town's mine which led to the mine getting shut down which led to like most of the town losing their jobs because it's like a mining town so, like, the whole town basically ran him out because everyone hates him. And it's like, I can't I can't relate to that. That's never happened to me. 
<laughs> um, and it's meant to be all relatable and stuff, but it's like, you know, in Life is Strange, Max moves away from Chloe. They were like best friends as children, but Max had to move away and then she's come back to the town. And, you know, and it's like remembering all the, the fun times you have. And it's like, yeah, that's more accessible. Uh, you know, when you move schools or you move towns, you move house, you're going to leave people behind. And it's like, you know, that feeling of nostalgia. But I've never been run out of town by angry miners after publishing an article about them. And it's like, <laughs> it's like the whole game bases itself. Happens every week for me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole game bases itself on this assumption that you know exactly what is going through Sam's mind at any given time. And you're completely sympathizing with him. And it's like, I don't really care about your situation at all, man. I really don't care. But the game just assumes that you do. And it's like, Nick actually wasn't, didn't die in a car crash. Although he did die in a car crash, but he was murdered. And, and the car crash was a setup. And it, the rest of it is just this mystery. And it's like, who of these like small cast of characters in this small town, which one of them is the killer? And which one killed him? And it's like, to be, to, I don't want to credit this game, but to, to credit them, I didn't see it coming, who it was. But that's not because they were clever about it. It's just because they introduced this character and then they took this character away and you never hear about the character again in any shape or form until the end where they're like, haha, I was the killer this whole time. That's not clever. That's just not developing a character and then making them the villain. So it's like, ha, you didn't see that coming. Of course I didn't see it coming because you never gave me any sort of hint whatsoever. The storytelling in this game is absolute shit. I hate it. And there's like this thing with, 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 what was his name? Sam? I can't remember his name. God damn it. The main character. The one you play as. There's this thing with Sam where he has like an imaginary friend that like talks to him. And it's like a well-kept, like smart looking version of him. He's got like a suit on. He's got like glasses and his hair's all nice. It's King Back. It's King Back. <laughs> there are no comically large spoons in this game. Instant zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> um... And he sort of talks to this imaginary friend and the imaginary friend sort of helps him with dialogue. And, you know, like all of the Don't Nod games, dialogue is a major part of this game. And it sort of determines the other characters' reactions to you. You know, you've seen it before, tons of games. You choose a dialogue option and you get a set set response. But there's no choice in this game. There's only one ending of this game. And, And it happens no matter what you pick. And I feel like that's really weird, considering it's a narrative adventure game, but it doesn't have multiple endings. Like, I chose to be a good boy when I ran through it. I have finished the game, because it's really, it's mercifully short. It's like five hours long. Um, and and I ran through it, like, being a good boy. I could have, I usually run through, like, narrative games being an absolute dick and just insulting everyone. But I thought I would be a good boy this round. And Wait. You're mean to NPCs. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, I know. I'm usually like that in, in games. I was definitely like that in Life is Strange, just for fun. Well, I've done many runs of Life is Strange. Um, but in my one and only run of Twin Mirror, because I will never boot up this game again, um, I was nice to everyone, but everyone still ends up hating you because there's only one choice in the game. And there's only one path you can take. And it's like, what's the point? Where's the value in making a choice if they're all going to lead to the same outcome? And it's just strange to me. Like, 
and the game feels too short. I know I said it's mercifully short, but that's because it it's so obvious that there was meant to be more, but it's been cut out. Um, and there were just like character you could choose dialogue options which allude to conversations that aren't even in the game anymore that have been cut out of the game so you're like what the hell like i had to actually google it and look it up it's like what the hell are these people talking about it's like oh yeah remember when we had that conversation no because that conversation never happened and i googled it it's like oh turns out they cut out about 40 percent of this game yikes and it's like I don't want to say it would be better if they kept it in, but it would be more of a game if you had more branching options with the story. As of now, it just seems like a film. It's like a movie. I have no control over what I'm doing. It's like I'm watching a movie. And that's not a bad thing. The story on its surface level and its base, and but it's fine. It's an average story. It's just a small-town murder mystery. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. But it's a game, so you should have some sort of control, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The most control you get in this game is you steer Sam to a place that will activate a cutscene, and then you do it again and again. And it's cutscene after... There is more cutscenes than gameplay. There are no actual thing. There's no gameplay in this game. You just watch cutscene after cutscene. And that's what really rubs me the wrong way, because it's like, I want to play the game. I want to actually do things that give me different choices and stuff like that. Especially in a Don't Nod game, because all of the Don't Nod, game, Don't Nod games previously have been narrative, branching story games where you can get multiple endings and different outcomes, and it actually encourages you to go back and do different things. But there's just like... And I said I was doing a good boy run, but I wasn't really doing a good boy run because there's an option in every dialogue box where you can ask your imaginary friend what the best thing to say is. So he just tells, yeah, he just tells you which one to pick, which will make them like you. I mean, it doesn't really matter anyway because there's no options. But like, I just press Y, and then my imaginary friend sort of like you know steps into me and, and answers for me. And it's like, okay, cool, that happened. They like me now. And they're so clearly... Because obviously, Sam has some sort of disorder, like DID or, you know, multiple personality disorder or something like that. Because he zones yeah. out all the time. He has panic attacks. And you go into, like, the world of his mind where you have to, like, do these awful, like, maze segments where you run through a maze. And it's like the maze of his brain because he has this condition that is never, never said what it is. It's never expanded upon, and I think that would really help with, with Sam's character because he's just a blank slate. It's like, yes, I publish article, people don't like me, that makes me sad. That's it. And all of the other characters are pretty much the same. You have this one guy that looks exactly like Jonah Hill from Superbad. Um, <laughs> it's so weird that he looks exactly like him. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was like... Uh, that was the most <laughs> that was the most entertainment I got out of the game. Just like sort of laughing, not even laughing, just sort of chuckling. It's like, haha, that guy sort of looks like Jonah Hill, and yeah, that's all the enjoyment I got out of Twin Mirror. Extremely... What the fuck do you mean it was it was between that and Muhammad? <laughs> <laughs> Superbad is a brilliant movie. Uh, we'll definitely cover that. Oh yeah, during that one, one. and yeah. it's just boring. That's what it comes down to: boring and lazy. 
the one thing I could praise this game on is the engine is good, so the game looks good, and it was like making my PC vomit all the time I was playing, because the graphics are very, very good. But that's the one praise I can give this. And there's a guy that looks like Jonah Hill. Those are the only <laughs> praises I can give this game. Um, Twin oh. Mirror, 2 out oh. of 10. Oof, 2. 2 out of 10. No value. If it was a movie, I would give it maybe a 4 or a 5. But, just, why isn't it a movie? As a game, 2 out of 10. There's no, there's just no control. That's, that's it. You have no control over what you do. Or there's no, free, or is there no freedom? There's no freedom, exactly. Watch. And the whole point of a game is that it's a fantasy. That's the whole point of a video game. You're going into a world that isn't your own. And you get to, you know, make choices in that world. Especially in a... A, from a, a game from a company that prides itself on its choice games and there's just no choice yeah. there's just no choice in this game and it's just odd i'm mystified as to why they would cut out cut out the, the part that gives you choice and you know as of that boring do not buy it stay clear um especially if you don't have a top end pc because it almost burnt a hole in my floor because uh, my pc was working that hard to run it. It is now in my in my kitchen. It's just dropped through to the It kitchen. went through the floor. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. I hate this game. It's an insult to Don't Nod. They peaked with Life is Strange 1, it seems. Which is a shame. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, on to our film section. Um, let's brighten the mood a little bit with a film that we both actually really enjoy. Um, bit of a cult classic that we just found randomly scrolling through netflix one halloween and we were like let's watch a horror movie and we just threw this on um and it was surprisingly good the movie is hostile and um dan's gonna run through the plot take it away so pretty much uh college students paxton and josh are traveling across europe with their icelandic friend Oli, or as you'll Better know him as later on in the movie as the king of the Sphing. The king of Der Sphing, the greatest movie character ever created. Amazing. <laughs> and so they are in the Netherlands. They visit an Amsterdam nightclub, followed by a brothel, you know, as you would. Yep. But they are unable to get back into their hostel because of a night because of a curfew. So they accept the offer of a man named Alexi to stay at his apartment and he convinces them that instead of going to barcelona that they should visit a hostel in slovakia because it's filled with beautiful and desperate women wow of course the guys are like of course yes we're going to get so much pussy Let's yeah go. they sort of play a little bit like the in-betweeners yes I exactly. when i first watched it yes <laughs> they play a little bit like the in-betweeners so that is yes that's best yes that's exactly what i thought so they they bought the train where they encounter a Dutch businessman who touches Josh's leg. Mm. Pretty weird. And so Josh yells at him and he leaves. Um, kind of foreshadowing. Um, so they arrive in Slovakia and they find their roommates in the hostel are two women, Natalia and Svetlana. <laughs> yes, Svetlana. The women invite them to a spa and later to a disco. And outside the disco, 
Josh has a run with a gang of local criminal kids who are gypsies. Oh, I it's love hilarious. That. I love that. It's encounter. hilarious. It's so funny. And so the Dutch businessman who was on the train intervenes uh, to defend him. And Josh buys him a beer and apologizes for his reaction on the train. And then <laughs> it cuts. And then so it cuts to Paxton and Josh have sex with Natalia and Svetlana. <laughs> And while Ollie leaves with the desk girl, Vala, the next morning, Ollie doesn't return. He the desk clerk tells them. Too far. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he may have to go uh, step down from his position of king. Yeah. <laughs> um, never, go yeah. To the, never go that far in, uh, in pursuit of the swing. Of course. <laughs> um, but yes, but then the, the desk clerk that Ollie took. Tells the tells the two friends that Ollie, or the, I keep saying Ollie, but it's Ollie, but it's just a bit easier. Ollie checked out, and the two are then approached sure by a Japanese woman named Kana, who shows them a photo of Ollie and her friend Yuki, who is also missing. Later, the group receive a message from Ollie with a supposed selfie claiming he has gone home. Elsewhere. Ollie has been decapitated. Yep. While Yuki is being tortured. It's yeah. It's um... <laughs> it cuts there. It's it's so cool. It's it's just like yeah. The, the filmmaking's like... really blunt. Like there's no. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Eli Roth, who's the director, doesn't dress it up in the slightest. There's like a hard cut. He is that. just. He was just decapitated. Yeah. Isn't it like a weird tracking shot as well? Something like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like building up tension. It's like, oh my god, he's dead. Yeah. He's not actually uh, just gone home. What the hell? Because even his friends are like, that isn't like Oli. Yeah, wouldn't have done that. Cool. You know, because they're all, they're all worried. And also, Yuki is being tortured, the Japanese girl's uh, friend. Yeah. Um, and so, Josh is anxious to leave, but Paxton convinces him to stay one more night with Natalian's vet- Vetlana, obviously because he hasn't had this much intimacy with a woman in his entire life. He's, trying, um, he's aching um, to take over the position of King of the Swing. Exactly. <laughs> he's been jealous all this time. Yeah. But both of these women later slit both men tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. Josh feels sick, goes back to the hostel and faints on his bed. Also feeling sick, Paxton goes to the bathroom and ends up locked in the pantry. <laughs> And then Josh wakes up in a dungeon-like room where the Dutch businessman begins maiming him with a drill. Yeah, that would, yeah. Not While against he... this movie. Yep. Um, yes. It's, no, it's um, a lot of parallels have been drawn between it and Saw, especially Saw 2, because they sort of came out around the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of grisly stuff in this movie. Yeah. And he's doing so. <laughs> he's doing so. While um, where was while may uh while musing over his dream of becoming a surgeon. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Oh, oh my god, the the yes. villains and in so, this movie are yeah. so well done. Yes, because they are literally just psychopaths. Yeah, exactly. They, they have no reason. People who want to take exactly. out their frustration on them. Yes, and so the Dutchman drills holes into Josh's body. Mm-hmm. Super gory, screaming all around, and so, and what, and so he's like, he's Josh is screaming that he wants to leave, um, and then the guy's like, okay, I'll let you leave, 
and then you like the camera pans up to Josh's face, and then you just hear slicing and Josh screaming, and then he says, "Now you can get up and leave." Josh gets up, stands, and you realize, and then it cuts to a shot of his feet, mm-hmm. and then he falls forward as the guy has sliced open his Achilles tendons. You what literally see his foot I, I remember we both we both like gasped at that part when we it watched was, the movie. It was so it was sudden. Yeah. I'm exactly. I'm fine with gore. I'm perfectly fine with gore. So it was more shocking to me. I I'm like, oh my did god. Not expect. Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange. And then he literally obviously screams because he falls to the ground instantly because his entire foot gets ripped off. Yeah. And then he's crawling while the guy's laughing, walking behind him, and then he slits his throat with a scalpel. Yeah. Pause. So then Paxton wakes up in the disco and returns to the hostel and learns that he had supposedly checked out. Paxton is given a new room where he is greeted by two women who invite him to the spa. Suspicious, he locates Natalia and Svetlana who tell him that Josh went to an art exhibit. Natalia takes Paxton to an old factory, where he sees Josh's mutilated corpse being stitched together yep. by the Dutch boss, the businessman. Yep. <laughs> yep. Two men drag Paxton down a hallway, passing by several rooms where other people are being tortured. Paxton is restrained in a chair and prepped to be tortured by a German client named Johan. Paxton attempts to plea with Johan by speaking German, mm. but Johan places a ball gag in his mouth, which he which he removes after Paxton vomits in fear. Yep, yep. That was that. I think that was the one bit that got me, where he like yep. vomits into the gag. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. While cutting off Paxton's fingers with a chainsaw, Johan unintentionally severs his restraints, and Johan slips on the ball gag, oh falls over, severing his own leg with the chainsaw. It's like I shit I... you not, it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever I seen. I don't know if it's meant to be funny or not, movie. but it's absolutely hilarious. It's so comedic. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. He slips and the chainsaw falls on his own the leg. Sound effect as he slips as well. It's just the uh, the fucking the, the Tom scream. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Paxson reaches for a gun and shoots Johan in the head. Bye bye, Johan. Rip. He then kills a guard before leaving the room. He finds the elevator to the top floor where he changes into business clothes and finds a business card for the Elite Hunting Club. An organization that allows rich people to uh, to pay to kill and mutilate tourists. On the way out, Paxton <laughs> finds Kana, who is being disfigured with a blowtorch. Yep. Yeah. Her face has been mu- mutilated by it. Paxton rescues Connor, and they flee in a stolen car pursued by guards. While driving, Paxton runs runs over Natalia, Svetlana, and Alexei, killing them. <laughs> so he got his own back in the end. Yep, you've always got to have a revenge scene in these kinds yep. of movies. 
While driving, Paxton encounters the gypsy delinquents and gives them <laughs> candies and gum. The gypsies then attack and kill the men pursuing Paxton with some, some concrete blocks. <laughs> <laughs> they paid kids to kill people. I love it. I mean, I don't know how things go down in Slovakia, but you know. <laughs> exactly. And then the two make it to the train station. However, something really actually kind of traumatizing happens. Anna, seeing her disfigured face and then crying after seeing it, kills herself by leaping in front of an oncoming train. You know, what every rational person would do. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of sad because she's yeah. like, you can tell she's so upset with what's happened, she just can't handle it all and yeah. so just ends it. Super sad. Paxton boards another train unnoticed. Aboard, Paxton hears the voice of the Dutch businessman. When the train stops in Vienna, Austria, Paxton follows the Dutch businessman into a public restroom and kills him before boarding another train. And that is how the story ends. For now, there are three of these movies. There are. However, I see that there is an alternate ending. Oh, really? In the director's director's cut, Paxton kidnaps the Dutch uh, businessman's daughter instead of killing him. After finding her teddy in the restroom she was supposed to be in, the Dutch, the Dutch businessman searches for his missing daughter, unaware that Paxton Strange has just left. So he actually kidnapped a, the guy's daughter. That's weird. No, I don't think I prefer exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, that's in the director's cut. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm glad they changed the ending. Because, yeah, you know, that's just a bit weird. That's really, like, dark. Yeah. That's too dark. I understand, like, why, but that's just too dark, man. Yeah. But and that's how it ends. Like it like nothing is resolved. The the, the big corporation isn't stopped. Yeah. And There's yeah, nothing... they come into play a lot more in the second one, I remember. And But uh, let's not. Yeah. I don't think we count the, the third one. The sequels are Yeah. They're really bad. They are just bad. They're bad kind of bad. <laughs> so, um I mean the third one is sort of a uh, so bad it's good. Yeah, I mean, with the cockroach scene, that's pretty funny <laughs> at the cinema shot. That's just oh, funny. I can't even believe that that sh- is a shot that exists in a film. <laughs> yep. It's so uh, bad. Yeah. Isn't it a, it's very pretty sure for the audience. It's a shot of the camera inside someone's mouth yep. and then going down their throat as cockroaches go into her mouth. Poorly CG, it's might not, I add. It's, it's entirely CG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CG and it looks... Oh, my God. <laughs> Yep. Bear in uh, mind that uh, Hostel 3 was director video as well, so it didn't have any budget. Yeah. This one had a budget of $4.8 million. Pretty small. Yeah. Pretty that's, small. That's, yeah, because it is an indie film as well. You know, yeah, it's but, not... made a, but, but did quite well in the box office for what it was for what it cost. It made $82 million. Oh my god. That's absolutely yeah. brilliant for what it cost. Exactly. Jesus. Which is why they probably made the sequel. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I really like the f- the first one at least. I think it's really oh, cool. yeah. I actually really like how it is. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it, and you know me, I, think... I love gore in movies. Yeah, and, so so like, do and... I. Like in movies. Well, <laughs> in movies, in movies. You like it, but you just can't handle it. Yeah, like I think I like Hostel One better than Saw. I really. Think. I like it better from like a serious standpoint. Obviously, you can watch the Saw films and just laugh at them. Like, 
I think Hostel is better from like an actual storytelling perspective. I guess. I don't know. I don't know really. Yeah. There's not really much else to say about it. I think you could summed it up pretty well. It's it's a good little film. It's only like an hour and a half. It's like ninety minutes long. Yep. It's ninety four minutes. You're close. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't need to um, doesn't need to be anything more than that. Really, I'd give it a solid it, seven. It's yeah. I would say on Netflix, and you just want something to sink a bit of time into. Definitely great for the Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, great for the family. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, and I think that brings us into the news. Yep. Um, not a lot of news this week. Uh, there's some pretty important things going down though. It's a very important week actually. Um, we'll start off with with some of the you know the less important stuff really. Doom Eternal. Um. Is releasing on Switch next week. Oh, I think it should be funny to see what what a downgrade that is because I know that uh, oh. Doom Twenty Sixteen already was a pretty big downgrade on its Switch version. No, no, no. no yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that that is happening. Uh, there was a bit up in the air whether or not it was actually going to come out on Switch because it kept getting delayed. Basically, ID Software, the developers, were like, "We can't." water this down we can't do anything to it to make it accessible on the switch because the switch is so low spec well they've managed it and it should be funny to see how much the performance changes it's Um, but the switch is for babies i know (laughs) why did they put doom eternal on a baby console i know that's and it's so good it looks so good graphically why butcher it yeah it's God, gonna be funny. I... It's gonna be funny. It is, but I'm still not gonna like it. I know, yeah, because Doom Eternal's like one of your favorite games ever, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm just gonna. Oh God, I'm just a bit of um, mixed happy sad news. Um, the sad news is that the um Dave Prowse, the actor for Darth Vader in the original Star Wars movies, sadly passed away this week. Um, oh, did he? He's 84 years old. He died of natural wow. causes. And, um, At least it wasn't COVID. I yeah, guess. yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. the good news is, uh, um, players of the, <laughs> online, uh, the players of the online uh, MMO Star Wars: The Old Republic um, all got together. There was like um, uh, one, like five thousand people, all got together to hold a memorial for him on the server, Aww. which was really wholesome, and it was good to That's see. That's really wholesome. Yeah, uh, and like that is, yeah, that is so. That is. Heartwarming because yeah. Darth Vader, one of my Absolute favorite icon. like cine- cinematic yeah, exactly. villains. I was he's just so say, cool. he just in terms of cinema in general, he's just an absolute icon. He's one of my like favorite yeah. of all time. So so sad to say to say that he's gone. Yeah, um, yeah. Also in movie news, Tom Holland. Well, it's sort of a movie slash game. Oh yeah, here. Tom Holland will appear at the Game Awards on December the tenth. Um. He will be a host. And... Along with Keanu Reeves in the Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and people are saying it's extremely likely that he's going to promote the Uncharted movie. Maybe with yes. a trailer or something. That's, I, yeah, I'm, that's, I can see that. that. I can see that is a definite. I yeah. can see that is going to happen. Obviously, because... Tom Holland's going to be playing Nathan Drake. And um, I'm hyped. Yeah. The movie, Uncharted yeah. would make a good movie. Sort of an Indiana Jones type vibe. I, that's exactly what it's gonna be, yeah, and I won't mind it. Yeah, because it can be it, as long as it's better than Indiana Jones Four, then I think we'll all be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> more on movie news. This is a huge, 
uh, piece of news here. Probably the biggest piece of news we've covered so far on the podcast. Probably the oh. biggest that we'll cover for a while in terms of movie Ooh. news. Obviously, with these, with the, with COVID, the pandemic going around the world, um, futures for actual physical cinemas are looking a bit uncertain. Are they going to be open? Um, when are they going to be open? And stuff like that. Um, and it's come out this week that Warner Brothers Entertainment have made the decision to move every single one of their 2021 releases over to HBO Max, the streaming service. Ooh! Um, and they, some of them will be available in cinemas also, but some of them won't. They'll be streaming only. And, you know, obviously the entire film community has, has gone up in ours because that's a lot of movies. Warner Brothers is a very big company. Um, yeah. And uh, what... This sort of throws the future of cinemas into into even more tough jeopardy if they're losing this massive chunk of movies from next year. So, um, mm. um, from the top of my head, uh, The Matrix Four. Um, they're making another one. Yeah, it's coming out <laughs> next year. Next year, Keanu's returning. I, is there any? Is there any trailer? Nope, nothing yet. We know nothing about it except that Keanu's probably. Be in it. That's probably. Well, no shit, Keanu's gonna be in it. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, I did not know they were making a fourth one. Did they not think that the third one was bad enough? Did they, <laughs> did they really make a fourth one? Yep, it's going to be weird. And But that's coming to HBO Max. Um, I mean, hopefully they've learned their lesson. Yeah. Because I th- love the first one. So do I. Yeah. I one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh-huh. Please just do another Matrix 1 and just make it good. Just yeah. make it good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Matrix Four. We've got um, Zack Snyder's Justice League that was already going to be on streaming. Uh-huh. Um, the Dune, the Dune, Dune remake, um, the Star Studded remake. Actually, basically every actor you can think of is in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm really hyped for it. I think it's going to be really cool. That's also going to be releasing on streaming. The Suicide Squad. So um, yeah, that which actually looks good. It actually looks absolutely insane. And I can't wait. It's got like 30... The cast is like 30 people in this massive superhero, or villain team, rather. Super villain team. Looks That's crazy. the point. <laughs> yeah, looks crazy. Looks better oh, than which the first re- one anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, which reminds me of the new Suicide Squad game coming out in 2022. Yes. Which I'm hyped for. It's like coming out in like over a year, but it's yeah. the still hype for it. 2022, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, I was I was just going to go on to that actually. Um, new screenshots have been shown um, of in-game engine rendering of the oh, characters yeah. uh, of the main Looks Suicide good. Squad. So that's Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Boomerang, and King Shark, and um, they look really good. <laughs> yeah, they, I've I uh, you sent me them earlier. They were they look yeah, so cool. They look so good. Um, <laughs> this is actually in-engine rendering as well. This is how they're going to look in the game. Whereas when really? we saw that trailer, it was cinematic. So that's what yeah, that was that's what they're going to look like in the cutscenes, and now we've seen what they're going to look like in the game. Wow, <laughs> it's it, yes, there's pretty much no how difference. it look just as good, yeah. maybe even better. Exactly, there's pretty much no difference, yeah. there. and I'm excited. <laughs> it's set in the same universe as the Arkham game, so I'm hyped for that. Uh, they could so, they they could make references. They could make references. We know it's set, because it's set in Metropolis rather than Gotham, so Superman's mm. going to play a big part in it. Because mm, our um, because uh. The new, isn't it Arkham Knights coming out the year before? Uh, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights yeah. Arkham Knights. That is yeah. in a different universe, though. That's its own thing, which I think is a little bit of a weird thing to do, but 
you know, we'll see how it goes. Both games Which were really which I'm also hyped for. Yeah, both games look really good. Um, I never miss. Yeah, yeah, we, we bloody know. know. You never shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so um, good. I, oh, Captain Boomerang. Even, like, I was as much as I hate Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, he was Captain good. Boomerang was actually really funny. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed. That's the only part he's I enjoyed. That's the only there. credit. Yeah, he's good. Yes. He's, he's just only great part. In the Flash comics, and the actor was actually good. Yeah, the actor was good. He was a good actor. But why? Yeah, no, the thing is, with the Suicide Squad movie, the cast wasn't even that bad. It was just the writing, I think. Why, Jared Leto? Okay. Like you're yeah. a good actor, he's, man. Yeah, exactly. Why would Why would you Why would they butcher him with that kind of Joker? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he could play a really good Joker, but <laughs> he has damage on his forehead. Why? We're not getting into the Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> we'll do that another time. We will. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, That'll be so funny. I think that's pretty much it. It was a relatively sparse for film news, but there's been a, quite a bit of gaming news. Cyberpunk news, you know, we're doing our weekly cyberpunk roundup. Oh, Has it been delayed week. again? No. Um, actually, the preload timings have been released. So, um, I didn't get a look at all the times. Uh, I'm sure you can look them up. But in the UK, where we are, um, you will be able to download the game on December the 7th, and it will unlock on December the 10th. So, um, yeah, that's good, because Cyberpunk is a 70 gigabyte game. Uh, so <laughs> not as big as Modern Warfare. <laughs> not as big as Modern Warfare, but not a small game. So that no, that's just quite. another thing from CD Projekt. You know, they're sort of letting everyone get it onto their system so they can just jump right in as soon as it unlocks. That's really, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see why they're not uh, unveiling the online mode at launch because I feel like they would just crash the service. Yep. So they're phasing that in it. early 2021. Um, yeah. Which I don't mind yeah. because Same you know with Watch Dogs it, Legion as well. The online's coming. It's it's stuff. good because at least with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, there's a lot of story which we've heard that is like oh. takes up a long time. Yeah. So we'll have five in, hours yep. gets you sixty percent through the story. Yes, so <laughs> I think that that is plenty of time to for us to get through the game enough to for them to put in thing. I think we'll yeah. be occupied enough. I think that was fine. Yeah. So I mean, you know. know. I'm going to keep my ear to the ground on uh, any multiplayer news because we don't really know much about that at this point. So we'll see. Maybe what it, is. Ooh, it could be like rival. It could be like GTA. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be sort of like a GTA Online, which could be cool games. as well because you could like, yeah, isn't it like you join a certain gang and yeah, like you could path. like, yeah, yeah, and then you could um, you know, you could converse with other people like online in that gang, and then you could have like yeah. um, ga- gang wars as well. I like, think it like, will like, be like something events. like that along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would be cool as well because it would, be really it, cool, it would yeah. feel like real life because there are specific events like gang wars and turf wars. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Not like like not like the GTA games like Goddamn Tron or. Oh yeah, yeah. GTA. <laughs> but, okay, Tron. Okay, no. The the, the mini games are great. Yeah, I, I, we won't talk shit. I GJ fans great. Yeah. Okay. Also in cyberpunk news though, um, it sort of justifies this preloading, um, but it has been announced. It's been revealed by people who have gotten review copies of the game, so they've been given the game early. It's been announced that um, cyberpunk is getting a forty-three gigabyte patch. What? So. That's, that's under half the. That's, that's, that's over half the game. One hundred and thirteen gig in total. Um, What's the patch for? Um, apparently we don't know for sure because obviously the the game hasn't come out yet, so they can't publish patch notes. But apparently it's 
all bug fixes. Um, Makes sense. Forty-three gig of bug fixes, though. You know, I, I realized that. I mean, it's a big. I mean, it's a big game. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm surprised. I'm, you know, I'm glad that they're doing it now Bro, sooner I'm just rather happy than later. That the game is coming out at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> also, in gaming news, we have some um, Persona Five news. Uh, Persona Five Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, which is the sort of Hyrule Warriors uh, 3D beat 'em up spin-off of Persona Five, which is my favorite game ever, um, launches in the West, February 2021. Uh, it's already out in Japan. It was. It's been out in Japan for a few months now. It's uh, on the Switch in Japan. And when it comes to the West, it will launch on Steam and PS4 as well as the Switch. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Sweet. A lot of people were disappointed in this though because they did because a, a Persona. They just 5, wanted a Persona Five. <laughs> yeah, a Persona Five <laughs> announcement was teased, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to be Persona Five Royal for PC," but it wasn't. It was Persona Five Strikers for the West, which is still good. You know, it's a good game from what I've seen of the Japanese version. It's a good game, so we'll see. Also in Persona <laughs> Persona news. Um, Next year, 2021, marks the 25th anniversary of Persona, the series. Um, cool. What are they doing? Well, Atlas has said we have something very, very special planned for the 25th anniversary. That came out this week. And um, we have no idea what it is. Uh, I, <gasps> I think it's going to be um, uh, the Royal, Persona 5 Royal for PC, because that's what everyone wants. Um, what I'm th- I've got something in mind they could do, which would please the fans greatly. Oh, go on. It's called the Persona Collection. Oh, what all they have, of them? They have all of them. I feel in a like collection. a remaster is needed for uh, one and two. Yeah, definitely. Mm. They could possibly do that. While like they they do that, or they make a remaster and then put everything and then then put it all in. But I yeah. don't know whether they want to put the original in. Just like you know, yeah, that's like as a homage. From all you know, we can speculate. I hope it isn't as underwhelming as the 35th anniversary of Mario. Um, but I feel like Atlas, <laughs> I feel like Atlas won't do that. I feel like they will actually put something out which is good <laughs> they just do like a a skin overlay of fortnite which is persona characters <laughs> <laughs> with that annoying season two song that always played for the adverts yep. fortnite oh yep. i couldn't kill myself whenever that played yep um we have some fortnite news um oh. just one piece um you already know i've already told you about this it's the name of the jungle <laughs> <laughs> the jungle the jungle <laughs> the treasure the tre- name of this the name of the treasure treasure i don't okay, yeah. show um anyway the the newest skin or the newest you know collaboration with fortnite oh, yeah. obviously has been god of war that was at the time of recording the event is on today and it ends after uh, today which is saturday um but the next one with an unforeseen release date will be halo uh the Master Chief is coming for Fortnite. Uh, you're going to get a skin of the Master Chief. You can also get uh, a mini Warthog as an emote. So it's like a traversal emote. So you can get in this little car and, you know, ride around the map in it and stuff. Um, you can get a glider, which I think is a pelican. Um, and then also you're getting a red versus blue um, PvP mode, uh, which will be a, red, a limited time mode. I'm pretty hyped for this. Images have come out of the Master Chief suit, and it just, you know, it looks like Master Chief. Um, is it is uh, infinite? No, I think it's original. I think it's a... Uh, no, I think it's four. 
but I, I I'm not really interested in Halo. I, I Halo Four is the only one I've played in full, and it looks like that. So, you know, because with Halo Infinite, they went off of the um, Halo Three armor. Yeah, I, I don't so, know. Well, similar. I, I'm Which sure if you looked at the images, you could tell me, but I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a a bit of a strange. I was pretty surprised when I when I heard this. Um, Ardman Animations. Oh yeah. Creators of Wallace and Gromit and um, Flushed Away. Flushed Away. <laughs> Arthur Christmas. Pirates and an Adventure with Scientists. It's Arthur Christmas. Yep, it was a joint venture with Sony Animation. Flushed Away was also that. Spent in the collage. Spent in the collage. What a great movie. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ardman Animation are partnering up with bandai namco entertainment what to work on a new video game oh <gasps> no video game no what nothing else is known about this apart from the what fact that the... it exists what that's yeah. crazy what a weird sort of out of the blue collaboration maybe to help them with animations yeah because that could be interesting. Yeah. Because you know they are good at animating shit. Because oh, you yeah, know. Totally. yeah. So but that's really we'll, we'll cool. the, uh, the a Wallace games. and Gromit fighting game. <laughs> I love that. It was just it's just an Ardman fighting game, just with all the characters in there. Yes, the guys are missing Link. There's the like Hugh that. Jackman rat. <laughs> just just did that. Hugh Jackman voice him. Yeah, yeah, he's the main guy. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman rat. <laughs> And I know, and I and I know, flushed away. Like I can ne- just I like know Monster you can House. Quote the whole movie, Dad. Just what like Monster think? House, I can quote the entire movie. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So that's weird. Uh, we'll we'll stay tuned to see what what what's going on. Obviously, Bandai <laughs> is one of the biggest distributors of of games in Japan and in, in the East, especially. They're also big in the West, but they're a giant in the East. Um, they mainly do anime anime games like spin-offs stuff like that but um yeah it should be interesting also in a, a weird partnership uh but one one that still like that, that we already knew existed Travis Scott <laughs> and PS5 mm-hmm. we, we already knew about this weird collaboration because Travis Scott has got like a clothing range now with PS5 and he got a PS5 console early and stuff like that and he's in the mm-hmm. adverts um, <laughs> Travis Scott is rumored to be designing a game for the PS5. Can I'm I... sorry, what? Before before you jump to the conclusion, it's not confirmed whether it's a Travis Scott game. Okay, I doubt it will be, but it's a game that Travis Scott is making. So it could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about Travis Scott, but he is making it for the PS5. Is it- is he gonna go down the same route as goddamn Soldier Boy? <laughs> no, because Soldier Boy made his own console. It's not the quite. No, bad. I know, but you know what I mean. They're yeah. going into tech when they have no idea what they're doing. The, T- the TS Five. <laughs> Travis Scott. Travis Scott Five. Where's the one to four of Travis Scott? He doesn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I am Travis Scott. You know what I usually go from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Yep, so that's happening. No new info. Obviously, I will be following this very closely because I'm very interested to see what Travis Scott has come up with. <laughs> very. They weird. made Travis Scott from Fortnite into a real thing. 
they made the Mandalorian from Fortnite into a real. Ah, I saw that. That looks. That skin looks good though. Yeah, no, I, I have it equipped. Uh, yeah, Fortnite's you bought good again it. now. Shut up. You bought, you bought it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's tier one on the battle pass, so that sort of makes it better. You bought the battle pass. <laughs> the skins look good. It's a baby game! It's good again! It's good again! It's for nine-year-olds! Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> I don't even want to speak to you anymore. Just end the episode here. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Well, I have some From Software news, so you might be interested. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Yeah, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elden Ring... We talked <gasps> a little bit about this last episode. Any news? <laughs> Elden Ring is a collaboration between From Software, creators of Dark Souls uh, games, uh, and Demon Souls. Um, Just say Souls like game. And they're collaborating with George R. R. Martin, who is the writer of Game of Thrones, the books, <gasps> to make Elden Ring, which we previously knew absolutely nothing about. Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, has said that he's played quite a lot of Elden Ring in private because it's coming out on the Series X. Um, and a data miner, Lance McDonald, who has insider access to From Software, so he could be an employee or he could just, you know, be a, a cool hacker man. He he leaked a lot of details about the Demon Souls remake as well. Um, but it's already out. No, but before it came out. Oh. So oh. he's true, and they were all correct. So he's got a, he's a reliable source. Um, uh huh. And he says he's seen Elden Ring, and <laughs> he says it's ready to be shown, like it's Ooh. finished enough. Game Awards. Maybe he said it's finished enough that they could definitely put out a trailer. That it's just finishing touches now. Ooh. So so they literally wanted to keep it that under wraps. Yeah. And I, I thought. We'd be lucky to see Elden Ring by the end of 2022, personally. But that could be at 2021. Yeah, exactly. If 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 it's ready to be shown, and from software are notoriously like notoriously keep their cards close to their chest with their games, they don't show them until they're ready. I think Dark Souls Three was a prime example of that. They waited so long since the announcement. I think it was like a year and a half since announcing Dark Souls Three. They actually oh. showed us any bit of footage whatsoever until they were happy with it. Mm, that was similar to Doom Eternal. Yeah, and um, yeah, and if and if McDonald is saying that that it's ready to be shown, you know, it's it's pretty much done. Um, That's finally. Yeah, finally. Then, you know, for better. The most pretty much the most hyped game. Yeah, because we know it's nothing about it except we have literally exactly. one cinematic teaser. That's Please, like thirty seconds long, and it shows us nothing about the actual game. Please, just prank us and show us. They, oh, you're finally awake. <laughs> and it, it's like fully remade in like PS5 graphics. <laughs> Speaking of uh, remakes, it's not really a remake, oh. it's more of an adaptation. Um, star, well, not star, actor of the Star Wars sequel trilogy, um, Oscar Isaacs, who plays Poe Dameron in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Who's that? Uh, he's the uh, X-wing pilot guy. Yeah, he's like adventurous. He's with Finn in the Force Awakens. Uh... Yeah, yeah. 
He's a good actor. I've seen him in other things. He's pretty good. I think I remember now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I remember. I um, think. He's been... What about him? He, he was Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse, if anyone watched that movie. No. <laughs> um, no. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> he has been cast as Solid Snake in the uh, in uh, the upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie. There's a movie? I didn't know about it either. Oh my god. But the movie apparently is confirmed and is coming out in 2021 to 2022. Please don't ruin it. And Please. Oscar Isaacs is going to be Solid Snake. Um, Oscar Isaacs? He looks alright. I, I can see him in the part. If he just grew a beard, I could see him in the part. Oscar Isaacs. And, um, um, I don't think he'll fit with the personality, though, because he usually plays like this uh, jolly sort of carefree guy. And, you know, Snake is anything but, really. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Infinite ammo. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess I could I could kind of see it, but I think... Eh. Yeah. Maybe. We'll I don't know. Well, I think Metal Gear Solid is one of the few games you could actually make a movie out of as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The fucking... The twist. Ooh! Is it off of the original? Do we know if it's yeah, off like the... it's number one. Oh, I cannot wait to see what they do with Grey Fox. He's yeah. not... Hopefully. Let's hope they don't butcher it, because I want to... Yeah. Give us Metal Gear Solid 1 remade. Come on. Do it, you pussies. It. Do it. It was a toss-up between that and Demon Souls, and we got Demon Souls. Now all we need is a Metal Gear Solid remake, and yeah. it will be complete. I think we just... I think he's just a bit too... His head's too wide. He <laughs> <laughs> needs to be skinnier. Well, we're not insulting anyone's appearance here, Dan. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> We'll see how it goes when the movie comes out. That's all we can say for now. But it, that that's what's happening anyway. Uh, also, I mean, who adaptations... knows? Pardon? Um, that's what I said. Just who knows? It could be great for all we know. Could be great. I hope it is. Um, also in video game movie news. Oh, no. The new Mortal Kombat movie. No. Will be available on HBO Max the same time it hits cinemas. There's a new Mortal Kombat movie. It will be releasing around March to May. What? What? Is there been no news? I knew nothing about this, and it's apparently it's so close to release, um, and it's coming out on streaming. I, yeah, we know. We've talked a few episodes back about um, Uh, Mortal Kombat. It's either Annihilation or Armageddon. I can't even remember. I think it's Annihilation. Annihilation. Oh my god! It's uh... no, no. Let's hope it's better. The story of Mortal Kombat 11 was actually pretty good. It was pretty okay. And his DLC. Yeah, and the DLC. If they made an Aftermath movie, I would like that. Just, um, yeah, just please do something good. Don't... If it, if they're going to go off canon and do their own story, that's fine. Just make it good. Yeah. Please. I don't want to go... I don't want to go through another Annihilation. Please. <laughs> I, I mean, actually I like... Know, I know that movie broke you more than me because you actually care about the lore. Yeah, and that's... I, yeah. Where did Snake... Where... Did Scorpion and Sub Zero go? They could have helped. Yeah. Where did they go? Let's not. Let's not watch it. Watch the Weeb Couch episode two if you want to talk about. If you want to um, listen to us talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Don't. You'll hear me scream about it for like forty minutes straight. <laughs> it you'll it won't be worth it. You'll funny. just watch, watch it and you'll feel the exact same pain that I did. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, and I think that does it for the news section for this week. So that does it for the episode for this week. Um, thanks so much for watching if you got this far. If you're skipping through the timestamps, thanks for skipping through. Really doesn't matter to us either way. Um, just Yeah, just listen to what you want. We don't care. Yeah. Um, Do it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Stay tuned next week, though. Next week for the Weep Couch episode 5. Uh, not only, hopefully, if everything goes well, we will have a new uh, cover art. Hopefully. Uh, oh, I'll try. Yeah. I, can promise, I can promise you I'll try. Well, you know, we have our resident artist here, Dan, who, uh, who, do, who has done the current cover art. Absolutely amazing. His art Instagram is, as always, in the description. Please follow still him. Haven't, still haven't posted, but still I'm joking. Still haven't posted. will post something <laughs> someday at some point. I hope... I, I... Um, it pays to be uh, prepared. It pays to be prepared. Follow him now, so you don't have to in the future. It pays to be prepared, you know. Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what you said. Yeah, and uh, follow us on Instagram. the The podcast Instagram is in the description. DM us, uh, leave a comment, whatever. If you uh, have anything in particular you want us to cover, um, uh, leave a comment on our YouTube. Email us. Our emails in the description. Uh, do all that good stuff. Like and subscribe. If you listen to us on Spotify, follow the podcast and. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for next week also, because it is, as it is the fifth episode, we've decided that every five episodes, we'll do a special topic. We won't just go through the week. We'll do, we'll focus on one thing. Um, so again, get in touch if you want, if you have a, a suggestion for our 10th episode, because we've already, uh, we've already done the, we've already decided the topic for episode five. If you have a topic you yeah. want to cover for episode 10, get in touch. We're open to any and all suggestions. It doesn't really matter to us. Um, unless they're cringe unless they're cringe and if so then please leave we won't do a Fortnite episode before anyone else i think i would die yeah <laughs> worse than annihilation which is saying something <laughs> we I mean, we could do a video game movie episode but we would probably be dead by the end of it so <laughs> the mario movie oh my god i've actually seen it as well <laughs> um so for episode five of the weeb couch We'll be focusing on a very, very well-known anime and manga series. Um, known probably better for the memes than it is for the actual story. That series is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, if you've n never heard of JoJo's before, we'll try and make it accessible. We'll, we'll give you the overview. It's a, it's a good series. It's very good. Highly recommend. Um, we'll try and give you the overview. We'll talk about um, each series in each part. And um, if you if you um, if you have watched JoJo before, uh, then it's just come for the memes. We'll we'll be memeing a lot in uh, episode five. I think we will be doing yeah. we'll be doing a lot of memeing. Um, we'll be talking about the anime, the manga, uh, the games, and the movies. Uh, well, the movie. There's one movie. movie. <laughs> um, you know, sort of as so it's sort of the same format, but we're focusing on JoJo's uh, episode five. I'm really hyped sorry, for it. Sorry for anyone who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but we're doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway. If you want if you want us to cover our if you want us to cover your topic, DM us. Shout at us, scream at us. Yeah. Just tell us to go die in a hole. Do something to let us know. You don't ask, you don't get. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. So, uh tune in next week for a special episode. And um Yeah. I've said all the spiel about like and subscribe, you already know that. Um, unless you have anything else to say, Dan. 
Um, Boomer. <laughs> Perfect. And with that note, we will end off this episode of the Weeb Couch. Have a great week, guys. See you next Sunday. Thank you for listening. Bye.